Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by the audio ministry of Lighthouse Baptist Church in Schenectady, New York. For more great content, please visit us at lighthousebaptist.org. Now let's open our hearts and minds to the Word of God. From uh, Project Veritas. You ever hear of Project Veritas? James O'Keefe? Terrific. I think it's a great organization. And, um, uh, you know, they're uncovering corruption, all this kind of thing. But the, the, the theme of Project Veritas, and I might make a banner of it. I'm not sure. It's about this close. Be brave, do something. You know, as Christians, be brave, do something. And we're going to look quickly. We're going to start by looking at Daniel chapter 11, verse 32. You know, it's hard to get a, a message that's going to summarize everything that you'd like to say on an anniversary service. It's been 36 uh, terrific years. We started as a home Bible study in August of 1985 in, uh, in a house over on, on, um, in Rotterdam, Colebrook area. I can take you to it right now. It's right down the street from Alfred's Bakery. It used to be Alfred's Bakery. And then we, uh, we met in homes a little bit. We had our first church service, uh, March 2nd, 1986. And that was a, a building that we rented from. You, you saw several buildings in these yeah. pictures. We've moved around a little bit. Not a lot, but somewhat. And uh, we started meeting in a Seventh-day Baptist church building. Uh, I'd never heard of them, Seventh-day Baptist, but they're there. We wound up buying it from them. And then we're in that building from uh, 86 until 93. We were in this building from 93 to uh, October of 93 to February of 94. <laughs> Not a long time. Then we moved out of this building for a little while, from uh, February of 94 until July of 99. We came back home. Back home. You hear that, Bonnie and Howard? We came back home uh, to this location, July of 99. And we've been here ever since. We've done, you know... I can point to the physical stuff. It's really not the important stuff. Uh, You see the pictures look different from what you see today. Um, But most importantly, um, we are an assembly of Jesus Christ, an ecclesia of Jesus Christ. Independent Baptist Church, King James Bible, good music. And uh, we don't want to be anything else but. And it's been an honor uh, to serve him. We are biblically based. It's always been our driver. If, if we need an adjustment, and we've, I, I've needed adjustments, and you know what? You have too. And uh, don't claim to have done things perfectly. And I don't mean to say that lightly, like it's some dismissive thing, but, but we, we do, we learn as we go. And, um, but the desire to want to do something, I want my life to matter. It doesn't have to be done in, in the manner of, I have this special title, you know, pastor, missionary, whatever it may be. But it's in the area of service. And it's, it's, it's that sense that God puts in our hearts, I don't want my life to just go by. I want it to matter. And I want to do something about this. So be brave, do something. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, we're going to cover this. We're not going to be, this is going to be the shortest sermon you ever heard. In Daniel eleven thirty-two. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. There's a lot in this chapter. We're not going to cover the context. But the second half of the verse is the operative part for today. It says, but the people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege that we have to be in your house today. 
And Lord, on this anniversary Sunday, we pause and we thank you for your goodness towards us. You have been and always will be wonderful and awesome and holy. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the grace that you give. We're just so thankful to be called children of God. And Lord, we pray that if there's, be, if there's anyone here today that can't say that honestly and with assurance from the word of God that they are a child of God, Lord, we pray that today would be the day of salvation. It is so important, and we've talked about it briefly in Sunday school, that we need to know that we are lost, but there's a Savior whose name is Jesus. He's the one and only Savior. And uh, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, may that always be our message. May that always be our theme. We're honored to serve you. We thank you, Lord, for the challenges that you've given us, for the work, the labor that you've given us to do. And Lord, we take it upon ourselves eagerly and thankfully. And we're part of the most noble of all causes, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we want to give you honor and glory today. There's no glory that goes to any person. No glory ever go to this church. But Father, we want all honor and glory to go to you. You've taken people who are a bunch of nobodies and you've made us somebodies. And Lord, you help us to get involved in something that's eternal in which we can make an everlasting difference. And we thank you for that. We pray that you'd bless this time. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Be brave, do something. First thing is, now in Daniel 11, it says, it's really clear. There's an awful lot written about this one verse. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So the point being here, one of the measurements, one of the demonstrations of, of knowing God, really knowing God, is you're not content to just academically know God. When we know God, we're going to want to do something about it. If we said, this building's on fire, you might say, oh, ding, yes, check the box, building's on fire. But if you really know the building's on fire, well, you're going to do something about it. You're going to get out, get everybody out that you can. And the people... That, know, that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. First thing we're going to look at is in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to look at just a few verses. A few, we're not going to be long. Be brave. Exalt him. In Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to read verses uh, 5 through 10 just to keep it in context. Philippians chapter 2 verses 5 through 10. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And we could read on. It's a wonderful chapter, a continuum of of truth, and it's just so wonderfully demonstrated here. But exalt him. One of the most honorable things we could do with our lives is to honor him. To exalt him. How can we in our lives, how could someone else say by looking at our lives, how do we exalt Christ? We never do it for show. Frankly, it doesn't matter if anybody else sees it. That's not our goal. Never has been our goal. It isn't our goal. Should never be our goal. What can we show other people? In other words, bring any attention to ourselves. But by way of exalting him, it means we're not going to be that quiet mouse in the corner. We're going to be active for him. When it comes time to speak, we're going to speak. When it comes time where maybe the name of Christ is being denounced, 
or spoken of irreverently, well, guess what? It's going to be our job to speak up. There are times where we can't intervene in every situation. There's been times where I've heard someone take the Lord's name in vain in a store, and I'll intervene. It doesn't happen a lot, thankfully. It doesn't happen as, seems like it used to happen more, but I don't hear it a lot, but I would intervene, and I would say, not all the time, but I would say something. One of these times, I'm going to get belted. And I can think of, of worse reasons to get belted. Uh, we're going to exalt him. We're going to do it not just by our confrontation, but by our action, by the lives that we, we lead, by the way that we follow. And it says that in the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And uh, the name of Jesus, and this is wonderful, God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. And we, there's so much written about this one verse, that God exalted him, the Father exalted him. He's, it, this is not spoken of, with any other application other than the name of Jesus, because Jesus was God incarnate in the flesh, the second part of a triune Godhead. And so his name, he's above all. Every knee should bow at the name of Jesus. You can't honor the Father unless you honor the Son. And if you dishonor the Son, you're dishonoring the Father. They're so connected, you cannot separate the two. And Jesus has a name which is above every name. But in particular, so we could say that in general, that his name, he's Jesus. He's Jesus. Why is it nobody takes Buddha's name in vain? Why is it nobody takes Muhammad's name in vain? Because it doesn't match up. Because the father of lies, Satan, he's not going to tell you to take Buddha's name in vain. He will advise you, he will influence you, and influence a lot of people to take Jesus' name in vain. Why? Because his name is above every name. The others are not. Matter of fact, they're false names. But Jesus has a name which is above every name. But the greatest, that's in general, his name, above every name. But the specific name, the specific uh, uh, epithet of Jesus, the identifying name would be Savior. He's our Savior. No one else could be our Savior. No religious person could be a Savior. No prophet could be a Savior. Only the sinless Lamb of God could ever be our Savior. He has a name that is above every name. All of time and eternity pivots on what we do with Jesus Christ. His name is absolutely above every name. And we want to be brave. I don't want to be a nobody. I don't, want, I, I, don't, I don't mind having peaceful days. That's a pretty good thing. But I don't want a life that nothing happens. We want lives that make a difference. We want lives where we're going to make some waves. Not out of personal abrasiveness. That's not our goal but because we will not walk, we don't want to walk according to the course of this world. We have a higher walk, and we know someone of a higher nature whose name is above every name. So be brave, be brave. As we think on this anniversary Sunday, the challenge, be brave, exalt him. Secondly, be brave, serve him. You know, the, the series for, for Sunday morning for February was serve him, serve him, serve him. And we're going to go back to the same passage, Mark chapter 10. And this is the, the best application that we have, I believe, for being brave. We can be brave in heart, which is great, where our confidence, our, our determination, our resolve is just that, resolute. We're not going to be moved. No one's going to tell me what to believe. No one's going to tell me what I can do for Christ, what I can't do for Christ. If anybody stands between us and the will of God, 
They have no right to stand in our way. We're going to serve him. We're going to be brave. We're not going to be afraid. We're not going to live timid lives, well-measured, very careful, tail between our legs, hoping nobody notices. That's crazy. We want lives. We're going to make a difference. And the show is never for men. Obviously, we've said it before. We'll say it again. Never for men. But as we live before God, we, we have such great uh, individuals in Scripture, throughout Scripture, who boldly and bravely stood for Christ, stood for God in so many different situations. In Mark chapter 10, verses 43 through 45, be brave, serve him. Here's what happens when we serve him. We'll read that in just a moment. When we serve him, you can't do two things at once. Oh, we can multitask, and I do it, you do it. You know, I was talking to a fellow earlier, Vince Williams. How many of you know Vince Williams? Okay, he said... Uh, Doing many things at the, at the same time is a great way to not be great at any of them. There's something along those lines. And I said, you know, that's absolutely true. But Pastor Prime, this is also true. When you're, when you're serving, and it doesn't have to be pastor, it could be Sunday school, it could be a lot of things, by definition, you must multitask. Very rarely do people have such well-ordered lives that, that there's, no, just, there's nothing else you need to do. I want the life, I don't think I could accept any other kind of life, where, where there is multitasking of necessity. And so while it is true, if we get too distracted, you can't do anything well, it's also true that as we serve him, the opportunities to serve him are so many, and we can't let them go. In Mark chapter 10, verses 43 through 45, it says, but so shall it not be among you, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. Now, it's not talking about minister in a positional sense, like in a church. Minister means servant. So you want to be great in God's eyes. Because a lot of times, you ever feel like a nobody? A lot of times people do. They, I, don't, I, I feel like a nobody. I'm a nobody. And we, we tell ourselves that. We've all done that, by the way. We've all done that. It's funny, when you look at someone else, like I, I'm an optimist. Um, I won't say an extrovert, but I'm kind of an extrovert. And people say, oh, you know, he's, you know things are, are, are going really well for him. But we all go through this. I'm a nobody. We all say it. We all say it. We'd be lying if we said we didn't, if we didn't do it. So we all go through this. Say, well, what can I do about that? I don't like feeling like that. Serve somebody. <laughs> it's, a, it's the best way. To, to, you're serving God. You're serving others. And, you know, people who have the most friends are probably the most servant-like type people around. It's... I, I think they're so connected. But so shall not be among you, that, but whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whosoever, you, whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. The Son of God, God incarnate in the flesh, the creator of the whole world, came not to be ministered unto. Boy, he sure deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. He... The angels would worship him in glory, no question about it, in pure and perfect worship. Because he deserved every ounce of it. And he laid all that aside to come to earth, put on himself the form of a servant, sinful flesh, and condemned sin in the flesh, and he ministered. People didn't know him, they didn't appreciate him for who he was, a lot of them rejected him, and he served them. Be brave. Serve him. That's the greatest demonstration of our faith will be found in our service to Christ. We want to make it count. Life's going to go by. I mean, it's been 36 years now I've been pastor of Lighthouse Baptist Church. Probably another 20 years or so, I'm going to hit my midlife crisis. 
And then things, things start winding down. I mean, it goes by so fast. <laughs> That's, I, I think I've got that right. Life goes by so fast. You know what you can never get back? Time. You can never get time back. And we'll all admit we've wasted time. I have, and I'm not saying this is not shearing the sheep moments. Just, I just want to, to, uh, to recognize a common dilemma and that's where we've had times, due to our own, whatever the reason may be, where time has just flown by. We haven't really made a stand for Christ. Maybe we've been distracted with other things, earthly, earthly pursuits, fleshly lusts, whatever it may be. We really haven't stood for him. But I am just so thankful that throughout Scripture, by case study, by individual, and by principles that are pronounced, God is waiting, ready, willing, and able to restore and to use us. It's amazing. So we want to be brave. So we want to serve him. And then this last point is going to take us to kind of a, a, a bigger challenge. Be brave. Test him. Now, I don't mean test him like, okay, then, if, then if, if you want me to be so, if you want me to believe this, then do this miracle. That's not the crazy kind of silly testing I'm talking about. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to read verses 1 through 6. But test him. What that means is, invest your lives, take a risk in some things that's going to need God to help you. You need him to help you. You're taking a risk. You're putting it on the line. I'm going to do something that, if I do this on my own, it's not going to work. It can't work. But I want to do something for God and I want him to bless it. I need him to be involved in it. It may be a Sunday school ministry. It could be an evangelism ministry. It could be a lot of different applications. I need God to be involved in this. I don't want to just watch someone do it. And by the way, I'm very thankful to watch people do so many things. I, I personally am, and I think you are too. We're blessed and encouraged when we see someone doing something for God. But I don't want to be just a watcher. Amen? I don't want to see the game go by. I want to be in the mix, making a difference. And so when we do that, we're putting God to the test. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 through 6. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen we're not made of things which do appear, something from nothing. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So we want to test God. And the following verses, we're going to maybe reference just a couple of them, are examples. The first few verses, you know, Cain and Abel and Enoch. Enoch was translated. He, God took him. He was not for God took him. I don't know what the cause was. I don't know what the, all the, 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 the reasons for it were. But there was a day... When God just said, Enoch, why, it's time for you to just come on home. He did the same with Elijah in the chariot of fire. Just come on home, Elijah. Time to come on home. These men did not see a natural death. 
they saw something pretty unusual. But when you get into, those are unusual things. You know, we haven't been translated. We haven't written in Chariot of Fire. So we're, we're one of those 99.9999% believers that are still here. And, and as being here, we're here to serve him. And this is where the other verses come in. And verse, this is where we see we want to be brave and we want to test him. And this is, look what happened here. Verse 7. By faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. No one saw the flood. He heard what God said, and he put it to the test. He acted on his faith, and when he acted on his faith, God came through in a remarkable way. For Noah, by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. It was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. And it goes on and on. And, 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 and later on in verse, 20, uh, verse 22, by faith, uh, Joseph. Verse 20, by faith, Isaac. Verse 24, by faith, Moses. Well, what happened here is, in each one of these cases, and these are all monumental. They're, they're, if, if I can use the word icons or there's such great individuals in biblical history and world history. They made a difference. And what made the difference? They believed what God told them and they put it to the test. 36 years ago, 36 and a half years ago, we started a home Bible study. And anything, like we're, we've got this, you know, we've got a great location. We've got a great, great ministries, missions program, door to door. We've got a lot of things that are very noteworthy, wonderful history of events, hundreds, I can tell you hundreds of stories, don't get me started, I know you won't. Lots of things that God has done over the years, but I, I want to say that if it, if it rested on me, and, I'm not, and I'm not, this is not false humility, this is reality, nothing would happen, nothing would happen. I'm extraordinarily thankful, I'm, it's above anything I've ever deserved to have the position of pastor, and I, and I thank God every minimally every Sunday at a minimum reminded and then during the week many times I thank God for the great great opportunity it is to serve him because I'm a big fat nobody <laughs> the good news is I'm in a room with big fat nobodies so they're all cut from the same cloth but the awesome thing is that God has worked through Lighthouse Baptist Church over the years I don't know how many people have been saved I don't know how many scripture well over half a million John and Romans in particular door-to-door -door visitation according to brother Mike's count and I, I, I trust him I have no idea We've done the entire city of Schenectady 12 times with flyers. 12 times. And that includes a section of Rotterdam and Gilderland, whatever it may be. And, that, and before he started counting, we probably weren't as fruitful back then, but we did other areas. And, I, and I, I drive up and down streets, and I remember talking to that person at that door. 
I remember over by Ginger's house, that side street, I forget the name of the street, but I could point out the house and say, that's where I talked to that lady one time on a Saturday afternoon, and I introduced myself, and I said, hi, I'm Pastor Orn from Lighthouse Baptist Church. I want to give you a track, invite you out to church, and talk to her, and, 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 and I said, I asked her, I said, if you were to die today, do you know if you'd, you'd go to heaven? She says, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. And I said to her, I said, what if the answer is no? Now, this is incredibly simple. This is not theology. This is not... It's just common sense. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. What if the answer is no? She didn't have an answer. The visit kind of, for some odd and unknown reason, kind of downward communication spiraled from there. And I, I went on my way. And I went back there a few years later. I was with my son at that time, door knocking. Somebody else lived there. She was an older lady. I don't know where she is. But we've gone through the entire city's connected 12 times. We're not a large church. But it's a little bit out of time. And, and I just... <laughs> I want to thank God for what he's done. I want to thank God for you. I want to thank God for the people who were with us who aren't with us right now for various reasons. Most of them good reasons. Sometimes you have somebody who just gets angry and goes off. That's okay too. But God is faithful. This is, this is his church. And by the grace of God, we will always keep the word of God uh, high above everything we say, do, or say we believe. It's got to come back to the Word of God. Always, always, always has to come back to the Word of God. We want to lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to honor the Son, because by honoring the Son, we honor the Father. And by the grace of God, serve Him. Serve Him, serve Him. We want to be brave. We're not timid little sheep. We're soldiers for the Lord. The gates of hell, gates are defensive, should not prevail against the church. We're going to kick down the gates of hell because we're brave. We hope that message was an encouragement to you. To stay up to date with us, please follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook at LBC Schenectady. If you would like more information on how heaven can be your home, please visit lighthousebaptist.org slash the gospel.